Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners and how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Stopping by today to join us is a woman who truly lives by example as to what it means to lead with your heart. She is a teacher, a lover of all things self-care, and a world-class storywork coach, where she assists individuals in rewriting the unconscious stories, preventing them from reaching their goals. Please help me in giving a very warm welcome to Kristen Davis. What's up, Kristen? Hi, Ryan. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How about yourself? Great. I really enjoyed that intro. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. It's um, it's my favorite part, you know, Um, and this is like Again, like the twentieth time I've mentioned this, but I am um, on this episode, I'm on this uh, podcast. But I listened to a podcast called Impact Theory, and uh, the host Tom Billy was just really good at doing interviews um, and intros. Um, and so I picked up a couple tips from him. And so I always realized, like, got to give people a good intro, you know, especially people yeah. like that are powerhouses, like all these coaches and you that I've been interviewing. It's just it's awesome. So yeah, it's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and um, I'm curious, you know, because you're in Oregon right now. Um, how are the, how are the fires and everything? And my buddy is in Portland and, um, he was saying, he's like, yeah, things are pretty crazy here. So I'm curious as to what's going on over there right now. Yeah. So this is, it's surreal. Like mm -hmm. we've had wildfires before that were semi close, mm -hmm. but, um, usually even if the wind picks up, rain will come within a couple of days after and help control it. Mm. Um, these, we're here where we live, um, Lance and I, we're in a, we're in level one evacuation. Mm. So we're on the border of that level one, um, not too far away from where there's non-evacuation zone, mm -hmm. but it's smoky. We can smell, it's gotten into the house now. We can smell it. Yeah. And, and funny, you asked, <laughs> uh, about 20 minutes ago, I got an alert that where Lance works about 20, 30 miles south of us, mm. they're in level two evacuation. So it was, wow. it shook me a little to have that reality of like my phone's yelling at me to tell me about that. So oh my goodness, that's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. My buddy just moved out to Portland. Um, he drove his motorcycle across country and everything. <laughs> and, um, he's actually going to be at the men's retreat too. Um, leading the cacao portion of it um mm -hmm. and uh he was like gonna call me last night we we're gonna talk about it and he was like dude i'm sorry man it's kind of crazy around here right now i'm like dude don't be sorry but i totally understand yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm hoping uh, everything turns out well for all you guys and um yeah. you know so kristen i'd love it if we could begin by having you share your journey with us and how you got mm -hmm. to where you are today sure mm. um that is a great question <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let me figure out where I want to start so that I go as linear as I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have been a teacher, um, or in the education field for, I want to say like 15 years now. Mm. Um, and about two or three years ago, I started to um, feel like I needed more. Like I, I would get home from work and collapse on the couch mm -hmm. and would not be able to get up for about 
an hour minimum, like no energy, completely exhausted. And it sometimes even would create arguments uh, with between Lance and I because I'd be so tired and I wouldn't want to do much of anything. Mm. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I I wanted more than to come home from after working and collapse on the couch. <laughs> Understandably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I... Um, one day it clicked in my head. I was like, I need to get a yoga mat. Mm. So I went out, got myself a cheap yoga mat and um, started doing some videos online. Mm -hmm. And once I started doing that, I wanted to keep myself going. So that I first did like a 30 day um, every day, what not challenge, but it was like there were 30 days of mm. everyday yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, wanted to keep that going. So I did a few more of that. And then after that, I realized, you know, this is good for me. I'm, I have energy. Um, I want to keep that going. So I would do a little bit of yoga here um, every day. And I was doing that every um, whether I had five minutes or a half hour and making sure I got something in. And when I was doing that, I had I had more energy, mm. um, and it was good. And then about a year, well, it's almost been two years ago now, mm. where Lance um, mentioned to me he wanted to go to a retreat called Training Camp for the Soul. Mm. And I didn't know anything about it, but when I talked with Anat Perry, realized like there, I needed, I needed this. Um, there are things that were holding me back and I needed and wanted more for me. So we attended last March, 2019. And since then my life has been on a completely different trajectory. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> did all, have done many um, different courses since to help improve. Um, and what I learned at through training camp was first first that the script that we're handed when we're born mm -hmm. isn't necessarily ours. It was handed to us, and may have it's been handed down. And we can choose to keep living it out exactly like it was written for us, or we can choose to take control of it and take mm. charge. Um, and when I started digging into that and realizing I, I hadn't been using my voice my, my whole life up until mm. that point, really. Um, and quite literally, I hadn't used my voice at all my whole year of kindergarten. Mm. I refused to talk at school. So <laughs> yeah, using my voice was something that was very, very new to me. And, um, and, and setting boundaries. When I began to speak up for, well, even realizing that I had needs, um, needs that I hadn't been meeting, um, I was able to start setting mental boundaries. And in setting the mental boundaries, 
I found even more energy. Like yoga was great. And now I have more energy because I have these mental boundaries Mm. that I've been studying. And the biggest thing I realized with the mental boundaries is that I was giving my power away. Mm. So I was blaming every, like, not even everybody else. I was blaming this invisible force of they for how my (laughs) day was going. And yeah, it was, it wasn't my fault (laughs) for why that was (laughs) happening. And it's their fault. So yeah, when I, um, then I, I did procabulary with Mark England and eventually enlisted Mm -hmm. and in that, that was huge too for me in finding my voice and learning how my language is so powerful and how using it the right way uh, gives me back my energy and gives me back time because I'm not wasting my time sitting and dwelling on other people and what they're up to. And instead I'm focusing back on myself. So all that leads to... Once I got that energy um, and realized that, I realized teachers, as a teacher and so many teachers that I work with, it's the same story. Like seeing, giving your power away to others and getting drained of energy. Um, Teachers are really, they're nurturers. So they are they want to give to others before they give to themselves. And so I want to give back to teachers and help them find themselves and care for themselves so that they can fill up their cup first and then give to their students from that overflow. That's awesome. You know, and there's so many things that I resonated with in that and that I'm sure the listeners are going to resonate with, too, because, you know, we I know I felt that dark night of the soul where like I would come home and just be so exhausted from giving so much of myself out. Um, I worked at a dispensary and, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. I, I loved it. But, you know, just seeing like 100 people a day and, you know, a lot of these people are very sick. A lot of them are terminal cancer patients. And, yeah, it, it took a lot out of me and I'd come home at night the same way. And, you know, I part of it was because I hadn't figured out um, a proper like, you know, routine of how to cultivate energy. Right. So mm-hmm. like you were just saying, like, you know, you want to teach teachers how to uh, pour from their overflowing cup. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was definitely pouring from an empty cup, you know, for a long time. And um, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And it's funny that you brought up uh, the teachers or nurturers. Right. Because um, on in my numerology, I'm a six. Right. Which is a nurturer. And Mm -hmm. I've always fallen into the realm of teaching. Right. So I think I I just thought that was really funny. I'm like, ah, that makes a lot of sense, because (laughs) when I just looked at like the six nurturer, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm a nurturer. Like I nurture people. But um, do you put the teacher thing to it? That makes a lot more sense now. I'm like, ah, so thank you for figuring that out for me. (laughs) 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 And, And, you know, I'm curious, you know. I know we just talked a little bit about, um, you know, some of your challenging times, right? And some of your, you know, quote unquote, dark nights of the soul. And, um, you know, throughout our lives, we inevitably face challenging times, right? Or these dark nights of the soul. And so, you know, what have been some of your biggest uh, dark nights of the soul, um, you know, at 
aside from the one that we just talked about? And how did you cultivate the strength to move through them? Like, were there certain, you know, practices that you found like yoga, for instance, or were there certain like, you know, mindset shifts you had? I'm sure training camp did quite a bit for you in that respect. Mm -hmm. Um, On a side note, I'm really excited. I just signed up for TCS. So really excited. Yeah. But I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious as to like, you know, kind of what got you to be the person you are today, you know, and be able to pour from your overflowing cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great question. And honestly, I feel like a a huge shift really did come with training camp where I turn ch- turned into a different person from who I was before. So there there's a before and after training camp, Kristen. Um and before I didn't really think about it up until I went to training camp. However, um, I had lived, I want to say my whole life with anxiety. Um, And there were times where I realized it, but most of the time I didn't. Um, I had this buzzing under my skin that I was pretty constant. Some days were more intense than others. And I could, I, I would go to acupuncture and I would tell my acupuncturist, I'm like, I feel a buzzing under my skin today. And um, with that, usually whenever I'd say that, I'd get a treatment that would calm me down. And I think the 90 minutes on the table was a huge help too because mm-hmm. it's the fourth meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then everything else coming into an alignment during that. So I could be clear of the feelings of anxiety for a week or so, maybe a week and a half. And I was going to acupuncture every two weeks. So it would be like I can make it most of the two weeks toward the um, the end before I got to training camp without feeling um, I'd have a knot in my stomach, uh, shoulders hunched, really didn't feel confident in myself. Um, and when I went to training camp and realized some of those stories that were blocking me one big one was I've I picked up anxiety from the womb pretty much I I had been living it my whole life I really didn't know a moment without it and with through through the shifts that I made during my time there I for the first time in my life felt what my body felt like free from anxiety and um it was great (laughs) it was the buzzing (laughs) the buzzing was gone the knot in my stomach um was gone my body felt relaxed and yeah that what helped me maintain that after and uh, was realizing it was a huge mindset shift of um, realizing how a huge part of that was coming from, first of all, worrying about things that were outside of my control. Mm. Um, there, That, and then I came to the realization that I had major people-pleasing um, 
tendencies. And I was afraid to upset anybody. So I wouldn't speak out for myself. And I would keep things inside and to the point where it'd bottle up and up and up. And then just one day when I had Explode. minutes to myself, yeah, <laughs> it exploded in one way or the other. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, real fun. So <laughs> the most fun. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> so I, when I realized what I was doing and first off, um, got, was given tools to start checking in with myself, um, checking on my inner child. So if I'm feeling angry, upset, or scared, checking and seeing where I have been neglecting myself. Maybe I need to take a five-minute dance break or uh, go run outside in the grass or, you know, um, maybe I need to stop everything and meditate for 10 minutes, um, figuring out different tools and the ability to check in with myself to see where it was, um, what I needed. And then the, the biggest help to me ultimately was learning through vocabulary how we're taught conflict language as our first language and um, how blaming others, not even necessarily blaming others, but like, I can't do this and that's too hard and hearing how other people are, are at fault it's it's the language that we grow up with. Um, it's the first wor language of the world. And that language gets us so involved in what everybody else is doing. Uh, worrying about their stories, worrying about them, worrying about how what we do will affect them. And shifting from that conflict language to architect language, the cre language of creation. Um, and then with creation, realizing I'm in charge of my story. So when I think they aren't respecting my time and I can flip that and say, I'm not respecting my time. And then checking in, is that true? Am I respecting my time? Am I not? And if I'm not, what do, what do I need to change? So when I started to be able to see those differences and get myself out of the mindset of this all these invisible day ruining my life, it, it helped the flow of my day a lot. And I was able to enjoy the time that I was spending at work, working with my kids. I was focused on them and what they needed instead of living my life in my head, in my world going, how, how are they going to ruin my life today? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know, 
I resonate very highly with what you just said. And I feel like we have a lot of commonalities with our anxiety um, and what we experience with that because I've always described it as a buzzing underneath my skin. And (laughs) I jokingly say all the time that I'm a a recovering people pleaser, you know? Um, And, you know, my reasoning for it was just like, I just love everyone to be happy, you know? And so like, I was always, like you said, like afraid to upset people, you know? And what I realized was that in that, in doing that, I was upsetting myself, right? And uh, then it was leading to an empty cup, which I would then try to pour from. I would then get overwhelmed. And it was like this vicious cycle, you know, of just like over and over and over. And I needed to release the tendencies underneath that and the, you know, the karma around that um, before I could actually let go of it. And for me, you know, plant medicines have been a huge, huge uh, help in that field. And, um, you know, are actually, you know, really part of my calling, you know, and I've worked with cannabis for, you know, quite some years now and, um, some other medicines as well. And, you know, it's just been such an interesting journey. Um, but it's all happened for me, you know, and that's one of the best things that, you know, even before I got into and lifted, um, I was aware of, you know, it was like, okay, I know this is happening for me, but I didn't understand how. And then when I got into Enlifted and learned about, like you were talking about architect language versus conflict language and realizing how conflict language hinders our ability to, I mean, we're casting spells, right? Abracadabra, Mm -hmm. as I speak, I create, you know? And so, you know, we're hindering our ability to, you know, live a happy life and live a fulfilling life when we use styles of language that are, you know, relevant to conflict language. And um, so that was a huge eye opener for me. And it continues to be an eye opener for me. I mean, I'm, you know, I've only I only didn't lift it back in January. And since then, I feel like my life has really just took off in so many ways that I could have never imagined. Right. Uh, binary language and knowledge. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny that um, once you get all of the stuff out of the way, you know, I think of it this way. Right. It, you know, anxiety is like you know, the way that anxiety works, and this is how I explain it to people that are, you know, that don't have anxiety, is it's like having a traffic jam in your mind and mm. thinking that injecting more cars into it is what's going to stop it, you know? So it's like, you know, oh, my mind is overwhelmed. I'm thinking like crazy. You know what's going to fix it? Better think my way out of this one, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the it's the trap that I've fallen into uh, many times, you know? And But again, it's all happened for me because now I'm able to help other people that are experiencing anxiety and, you know, I'm able to resonate with them, you know, and I'm sure you found Mm -hmm. the same thing in your own coaching practice with your clients, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, piggybacking off the last question of, you know, challenging times and dark nights of the soul. I found in my own life that training the mind, body and spirit to be responsive in challenging situations rather than reactive is vital if one is to be able to stay balanced. What are some of the ways you have found to best keep you balanced in life? That um, that's a great question. I, I, the things that really help helped me with keeping balance are first. It's it's super helpful having a, a partner in life who mm. is on the same track and having somebody living in the house who can balance that out it it is definitely helpful um mm-hmm. because in those times where and when learning a new architect language is a new language it's like a second language um when learning the new skills 
there are there were definitely times where I wanted to throw my hands up and be like, no, I just want to go back to the old way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and however, I know that the old way um, was not benefiting me. So ha having that is helpful. And outside of that, some tools that I've found very helpful, still yoga is one that I will continuously come back to as it calms me, uh, gives me movement, and also helps me focus on breathing. And breath is super important too. Um, which coming to yoga and the breath, that is ultimately underlying what has been my number one tool is if I have nothing else, that that's available to me in the moment. I don't have time if I don't have time for yoga or time to meditate or journal. The number one tool that I can always come to is my breath. Mm. So making sure that I'm breathing low in my belly um, and slow. Mm -hmm. That that is my number one tool that's always there for me no matter what. Yeah. You know, uh, we share that commonality as well. Breathwork has been like my favorite thing. Like mm -hmm. every morning I wake up excited to do Wim Hof, right? Like meditation has been a little challenging for me, um, especially getting started with it just because I like to go, go, go. And I'm a very like fast paced, like adrenaline junkie person. Um, so breathwork, like I'm, yeah, I resonate with that, you know, because I, I love like the feeling of like, whoa, like I'm getting some feelings going here and my adrenaline and stuff with Wim Hof and with Tumo breathing. And, and I also love coming down with like the alternate nostril breathing and like all mm -hmm. the different box breathing styles and parasympathetic uh, breathwork styles and stuff. So I, um, I love that as well. And for all of you listening, um, you know, Kristen is the wife of Lance Davis, who was episode number eight on here. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure to go take a listen. Lance is amazing. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there because, uh, <laughs> it, uh, bears repeating, you know, and, um, you know, one of the many reasons I love interviewing other coaches like yourself is because I love hearing what prompted them to get into the realm of coaching. So I'm curious as to what led you to get into coaching. I know you mentioned like, mm -hmm. you know, getting out of teaching and wanting to be able to do more, but what was like the catalyst moment where you're like, okay, coaching, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that I really didn't expect to take this route. Uh, <laughs> it was, Same. it was like, it, yeah, <laughs> it was almost like a gift that was handed to me. Mm. Um, Going back to after training camp and realizing how much freedom I had within myself afterwards, I knew that I wanted more. And, and ultimately, I being a teacher, the best part about teaching is that you get to affect the next generation. And here I have these these things that were handed to me um, that as an adult I'm now coming and rewriting. Mm. Whereas children, especially the age group I was teaching, which were young fives, are right in that moldable area. Mm. So the area where you can teach them those those skills and those strategies that I 
really could have used growing up and teaching them to be resilient and that they are brave and amazing and I could affect 10 kids a year because that's how many kids I could have in my classroom. Mm -hmm. So I, which is a, a fair number and it's, it is 10, 10 is more than one or more than zero. Mm. However, I realize like I have these tools and I have these skills and if I am able to hand them or teach them to other educators, they can go out and affect even more, especially because I'm in a private preschool, so I can do 10 kids. Mm. Some teachers can affect up to 30 kids a year, and that gets exponentially bigger every single teacher that has these tools to use and to in turn bring back to their students. So last a year ago now, um, Mark England reached out to Lance and I and asked if we'd be interested in doing this mastery program. And it was it was his first run through, and uh, we weren't even sure what we were getting into. So we knew it was one-on-one -on -one coaching at, with Mark. So we were, yes, we're all in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> take, take our money, please. Yeah, take our money. <laughs> so... We um, we were going through it. We got our one-on-one -on -one coaching. We got to see how he was doing it with other people. And then he came to the realization that, you know, strong coaches doing the same thing and they're certifying their coaches. We want to certify you guys as well. You're going through this. So um, not knowing what I was getting into, and now I'm being offered this opportunity like, go out and coach people also. So I was a little nervous at first, wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not. However, was I was challenged to go out and find some people to coach and so I did and it's been amazing. And then in learning how to coach, I realized this is another tool for me to reach the teachers, um, a way to get groups of teachers together in one place so that they can learn how to care for themselves. So when I realized that I can also give to the teachers, teach them, hand them some of these tools that I've been handed, uh, I, I got even more excited about the idea of how I'd been handed this beautiful gift of coaching and I never expected to have it. So. That's, that's beautiful, you know, and mm. I really, I really identify with what you said because it does all start with the kids, you know, and, mm. and that's how we change tomorrow. You know, we affect the future of the children that are growing up right now. And especially in that developmental age, you know, I mean, they're, they're like sponges, you know, like wet sponges, <laughs> they soak up everything, you know, and I recently interviewed, um, Nick Mayer and Sean Bastock who run mm -hmm. the youth academy. Um, and they're like huge into that. And I loved talking with them because they had the same views as you did where it's like, you know, 
this is a huge gift that we we get to give people right not we have to we get to give Mm -hmm. them and um i just think that's so amazing and you know, it's it's funny with coaching because, you know, I don't know if it's because of the bubble we're in or if it's actually re- I mean, I, I feel it's accurate to say that it's it's really exploding right now. You know, the realm of coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love asking other coaches um, as to why they think that right now in 2020, the present day, why they think coaching is gaining so much popularity. <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now, the world is especially where I am, it's literally on fire right yeah. now. Figuratively <laughs> <laughs> and literally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's so many different fires going on, the figurative and the literal kinds, that first in March we were asked to cut ourselves off socially and um, physically from other people. And so you can still socialize over the computer. Um, physically, you're you're cut off from those around you, and we had the choice to either numb out and ignore what's going on around you, or start going inside mm-hmm. and figuring out what's going on within. And I, those that decided to go inside, realized like. I, I need help with this. And so the, yeah, the coaching realm, really, we, there are those that realize they have tools to give. And there are people out there that are also being awakened to, I want to change. I, the way things are going is not where I wanted them to be. Mm. And looking for a way to make that change yeah Mm -hmm. it's you know it's so interesting you say that too because that's exactly how i've been feeling you know and and really with with covid and everything going on i mean you know we're social creatures human beings Mm -hmm. right and so a lot of the clients that i've been working with they're just so distraught because you know they're they're just all of their, you know, their joy in life has been pulled out from underneath them, you know. And I know for me, like, I'm a music festival junkie, you know. I like mm-hmm. getting on a dance floor. I like boogieing down. And there's none of that right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big shift um, from going out every weekend and seeing all those certain friends. And I'm a social creature. Um, you know, my girlfriend, who you're going to get to meet soon, um, she <laughs> jokes that uh, she can't take me anywhere, you know, because... Uh, I just meet everyone and I just start talking and before you know it, an hour has gone by and she's like, I really need to eat right now. <laughs> and uh, so it's, you know, it's funny because, um, yeah, like as a social creature, like, you know, now I'm understanding why um, I love coaching so much. I'm understanding why I was meant to get into this. I'm understanding what a gift it is for me uh, first, but also for everyone that I I'm able to share it with, especially the other coaches, you know, um, I mean, what a community we have in lifted and, you know, TCS and, you know, I mean, I've been hanging out with Chris Marhafka quite a bit recently mm-hmm. and, uh, man, what an amazing guy. And I've yet mm-hmm. to meet a not, but, um, soon I will. I'm actually, um, 
like I said, just signed up for TCS and the retreat. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just super cool, you know, like, you know, so in a lot of ways, you know, uh, and I'm curious as to what you think about this too. Um, in a lot of ways, uh, the pandemic has been the best thing that's ever happened to me because it allowed me to finally leave the job that, um, was not serving me anymore at the dispensary, but that I was too, you know, prideful to leave because, mm-hmm. you know, I helped build it and, you know, a corporation took it over and, you know, what happened was, um, you know, I really loved the patients, you know, and, and I loved the interaction and, you know, they were like, Hey, what's going on here? You know, we're noticing the quality of medicine is different now. And, and so I felt like kind of like, you know, I was putting myself second, you know, cause I was saying I need to be here because I need to help these people, you know? And, but what I didn't realize was that, you know, I'm, now from, you know, putting myself first, I'm able to help people in a much more effective way. And I'm able to show up for the world as a, how I want to be seen, you know, and I'm able to affect mm-hmm. a larger group of people through my coaching and, um, and still involve plant medicines into that, especially like cannabis, you know, and facilitate those journeys for people. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, we talk about story work a lot in this show and, you know, becoming more aware of language. And, you know, I know we already talked a little bit about this, but I'd love to like double down on just how like, you know, bringing those unconscious stories about yourself that you were telling yourself to light has affected your overall, you know, sense of reality, you know, because language mm-hmm. and these stories, they create our reality, right? So how is becoming more aware of those two components, you know, your stories and your language, how has it affected your life? Yeah, I what you were saying about 2020 being the best year yet. I mm-hmm. I 100% agree yeah. with that. I honestly have a hard time imagining what I how I would have reacted to 2020 without the tools that mm-hmm. I now have and I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for them. So I forgot your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. No worries. Um, you know, it's funny because as you said that, I was thinking, uh, and this is like funny because this is, you know, this is how funny podcasts go, like especially with coaches where, um, you know, when you were saying like you weren't, a, you know, you don't know how 2020 would have ended up if this hadn't happened and you don't know how you would have ended up in the place you're at. It's yeah. funny because what I thought of was there's a, there's a s- strong correlation between people that embody the creator role rather than the victim role and people that think that, you know, like the pandemic is all happening for it's like a great thing because, you know, in my mind, right. And tell me if you agree with this, but, um, you know, people are really like valuing human connection more than they ever have. Right. And mm-hmm. they're valuing the little things, right. They're valuing like seeing their friends and like sharing a dance floor. Right. In my case, or like they're valuing, like being able to like see someone smile, right. Without a mask on, they're valuing, mm-hmm. you know, being able to just be with people. Right. Cause you know, we have a lot of people that are, you know, really terrified of what's going on right now. And so that was just a curious thing that I just thought of. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting that like, you know, it's all the coaches I talked to are like, yeah, 100%. Best thing that's ever happened to humanity was 2020, mm-hmm. and, you know, the pandemic, because people are asking more questions, you know, and they're asking the hard questions, you know, and um, because they don't have any other option, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I know for me, like, when my life slowed down, a lot of stuff came to light that I wasn't giving myself the opportunity to look into and to tune into. And, um, so going on that, you know, mm-hmm. with story work and language, like how have those two components affected you and how have they allowed you to evolve into the person you are today? Yeah, they, it's, it's been a 
a huge shift for me. Uh, what One thing that came to mind while you were talking was how story work and coaching, one of the biggest uh, recent shifts I noticed was when I first stuff, I quit my job about a month ago now. So before that, I was in a private preschool. And I... Had a, I had a lot of hat in the job. So I was part of management, and I was teaching a classroom. Um, the, there were other things that I did as well. So when COVID came and around and we all went and started to shelter in place, my center was still essential. Mm. And there were there was a lot of, a lot of fear, a lot of uh, fear-based decisions that were happen that I heard. Mm-hmm. Many teachers, especially um, in the childcare profession, were feel- feeling very fearful because there is this sickness going around that we're being told could take our, could take our life, mm-hmm. and yet you continue want to want me to show up <laughs> and. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and and we're taking in all the children of the essential workers. So you get the front lines almost because the people that are going to be most likely to catch it, we're all together. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so first with that, there was a lot of, um, I heard a lot of fear. And as that fear was going on, I was able to hear the stories without applying them as my story. So I maintained my breathing first. That was very important for me is making sure, like if I'm starting to feel my shoulders hunch up, um, I'm getting into that fear base. So I bring the breath back low, redirect, see where I'm focusing my energy and my thoughts. So I could hear the fear without accepting it as my own story and could acknowledge I, I hear that you are, you yourself are feeling fearful mm-hmm. and this doesn't have to be my fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose to tell myself I'm, I'm healthy and I care for my body and I, um, I will be aware of if, things are coming. Um, yeah. So anyhow, no, no, with sense. that, yeah, with that as well, um, I uh, took on a lot of responsibilities when we s- switched how the center was running during COVID. And I, instead of being in a classroom, I was more management. And part of what I was doing, because I opened the centers in the morning, um, I would be taking the kids from their parents and bringing them to their classroom. Mm -hmm. And my jaw, there were some days where my jaw was getting really, really tight. And the way everything was in the classrooms, we could only have so many kids, like it was 10 kids in a classroom at a time. Mm -hmm. And they're not supposed to intermingle. They're supposed to be in that room for the day. And so all all the areas that we had to maintain for the standards that had changed. Um, 
So kids would come early <laughs> and I wouldn't have enough teachers in the building to be able to put the kids where they need to go. And my shoulders are getting tight, higher and higher. My jaw is hurting. And I took a one day, I was like, what is going on? And I internally I'm running through like, what am I doing? Why do I hurt? And I realized, oh, I'm attempting to control this situation. Mm. A situation that I have zero control over. Unless mm -hmm. I'm physically in the homes of these families and saying, no, you cannot leave yet. <laughs> it's 100% yeah. out of my control. <laughs> and I was attempting to hold back the waves of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> when, when I realized that, um, and that I have the ability to make those connections because of the the language work and realizing, oh, I was <laughs> I was trying to control something that was not mine to control. So stepping back and when I was able to realize that I was became more it it became more apparent every time that I started to do it again, be like, oh, okay. I'm holding this tension here because I'm attempting to be in control of a situation and control is an illusion. <laughs> so, <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah. So the, the tools I've been given really, really have helped hugely this year. Yeah. And I love that you brought up fear too, you know, because that's mm -hmm. a subject, right? It's like something that everyone feels from time to time. And, you know, I have a little like, you know, thing that I use, a little acronym, which is basically like, you know, fear can either stand for one of two things. It can stand for forget everything and run, or it can stand for face everything and rise, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just what perspective do we choose to embody each day, right? And another like, mm -hmm. you know, quote that I love is, you know, do you choose to wake up in a friendly or a hostile environment each day? Right. Because, mm. you know, we both know that like, you know, yes, we live in like, you know, there's one truth, right? There's one, there's one, there's one full truth, right? But there's 7 billion different realities and depictions of what that truth is. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, you could have two people on the same beach, let's say, right. And one person is just like living life. They're having the best day ever. And the other person is just like, man, I just hate my life, you know? And so, it's interesting, um, you know, talking about like these modalities like language and story work. And, you know, one of the reasons I bring them up so frequently on the show is because I want to make people curious, you know, because when people hear about this, like, you know, we're all feeling, we all feel times of anxiety. We all feel periods of depression. We all feel periods of tension, right? Glad you brought that word up too. Um, <laughs> that's been very, uh, apparent in my life, um, especially with, you know, con trying to control things and whatnot and, um, you know, control being an illusion. Um, so it always being a fleeting feeling <laughs> of like, I can't control this, but I want to, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the reason I bring this up so often, you know, for those listening is just because I really want to drive it home that, you know, you have the ability right now to change your story, right? And to change the world you're living in just by changing your perspective. And, you know, times like this, right? Times where it's like completely apparent that we have no control over, right? Like, you know, the whole pandemic, you know, these are when these tools come in real handy, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only are you going to be able to create a better world for yourself, but you're going to be able to help all the other people around you, your loved ones, you know, your family members that are going to need that assistance and that guidance, you know, and, you know, 
what I love about Enlifted and what I love about TCS and Strong Coach is that, you know, they're creating the leaders of tomorrow, you know, and one of the sayings mm-hmm. that um, we kept coming back to at the men's retreat in Colorado um, was that, you know, we're the tip of the spear, you know, and, you know, we're the ones that are doing the work and, you know, it's not easy work, as I'm sure you know, like TCS you know, from what I've heard and I've talked to every, everyone about it, it's, it's brutal. Like, you know, it's, it's getting really deep into all your wounds and it's, you know, releasing a lot of that just stagnant energy. And, um, you know, it's much easier to just go home and turn on the TV. And trust me, like, I, I get that. There's no judgment there. You know, it's just, I, I'd rather instead of judgment have discernment, right? Where it's like, you know, I'm not judging anyone on what they do, but I'm choosing myself to know like, Hey, you know what? That's awesome if that works for you, but I know it doesn't work for me. And so I'm choosing to choose something different, you know? Um, and I love that, you know, I, I like that idea of it. Um, you you know, so I'm curious, you know, what role do you feel purpose plays in our lives? You know, talking about, you know, us, you know, like doing the hard work and whatnot and people all over the world that choose to do the hard work and, you know, live to their purpose. Um, what role do you feel purpose plays in our lives with regards to truly being able to feel fulfilled? And what do you feel your purpose is in life? Hmm. That's an excellent question. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, purpose, it's like that underlying question that we all as humans have, like, what is my purpose? What is my role here? And you could spend your whole life searching for it. And when you're living in that world of the conflict language you're stuck in a state of reaction like Mm. waiting to reacting to what comes your way Mm -hmm. and with once you the shift is made to re rewrite those stories to come from the architect language the language of creation Mm -hmm. um the purpose becomes clear. It starts to show up whether you had any idea what it was or not. Um, Once once people get out of that reaction state of just waiting for the next thing to happen, so many possibilities open up. For me, the clouds cleared. I... uh, after I was able cleared out all all the weeds that were in my way, I saw more clearly than I ever had before that oh there's there's more there's a lot more that's available out there for me um and I had a thought and I lost it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Happens to me all um, the time. <laughs> yeah. You're in good company here. Don't worry. I lose thoughts all the time. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, for, for me personally, I realized my purpose, while I really enjoy giving to, to the children, to kids, mm. um, for the first time when I started learning architect language, I was able to see a five-year vision. I, if you, anytime I had been asked before that, where do you see yourself in five years? 
I couldn't tell you. Mm. <laughs> my my favorite <laughs> answer to give was, I don't even know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. So what? A, right. why would I know what I'm going to do in five years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I, uh, when I was going through vocabulary after training camp for the soul, um, what I, for the first time ever, had a vision with a question that was like, where do you see yourself five years in the future now that you have using architect language? Mm. And clear, clear as day, first off, I had this picture of myself standing in front of a crowd of people on stage, talking to them and enjoying it. Yeah. And from, I don't know if you picked up at all from before, I did not like being in front of people. Same. <laughs> I did not like speaking. No. And I saw that and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see. And yeah, it was the first time though that I'd ever had even an idea of where do I see myself in five years? And this one threw itself at me. It was like on in front of people, enjoying yourself on stage. Mm. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got a few years ahead of me to get used to this. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. And then another uh, vision that had come to me, like popped in my head, was uh, a, an image of a, a picture book, like vocabulary for kids that said abracadabra on mm -hmm. the front with my name mm. on on it and I was like huh <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, huh. I reached out to Mark after I had that image and I was like what do you think about vocabulary for kids yeah. um, eventually it led to us having a conversation and now I'm in the process of not only working to coach teachers and I'm also working on writing children's books as well that are based on architect language so that is my wow. yeah that's amazing. So, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that's purpose. And it the purpose found me is mm -hmm. I, what I felt like after the clouds began to clear. You know, we spend so much time searching for that purpose. And when you get in creation mode, I feel like purpose almost reaches out to you and is like, here you go. Come, come this way. <laughs> <laughs> Look over here. Look over here. <laughs> yeah, I've found that to be true in my life, too. And, um, you know, it's just it's it's amazing to be on the path, you know, and it's amazing to, you know, and I, you know, I really honestly say this and have faith in myself and that I trust myself, you know, and that mm -hmm. and that was something that I really got after the last retreat is like, you know, I show up for me, you know, and that became one of my affirmations. Like, you know, what am I so worried about? You know, like I've always showed up for me. I've always been willing to put in the work like, yes, things like, you know, speaking on stage, whatever might be terrifying, but it's like. Again, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Like, you know, like you get there over a process, you know, and it's it's all about the process, not the outcome, you know, mm -hmm. enjoying the journey. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kristen, this has been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you, hear about your mm -hmm. journey, powwow with you. Where can I send people to find more about you and connect with you? I have Instagram. Um, it's stories underscore Kristen Joy. And I also have a Instagram that is authentically 
U, the letter U, dot mm. coaches, which is where I'm um, focus. My focus for teachers mm. is over at that Instagram account. Nice. So, so there are two. <laughs> I have two Instagrams <laughs> too, and I'm still figuring out what to do with the other one. Um, uh-huh. And I think I have a couple ideas, but who knows? But yeah, it's funny. Like you're you're not the only one with two with two Instagrams. That's another thing we <laughs> share in common, you know. So my last question for you, right, is if someone listening could only change one thing to highly optimize their life, what would Kristen Davis suggest that change be? I would say breathing well. Mm. That if you could change only one thing change the way that you breathe and you'll notice a huge difference i love that you know guys trust me when i say that kristen is a true example of what happens when you follow your heart and put in the work and she is dedicated to assisting others on their journey so that they may be more accurate representations of their authentic selves for anyone listening that is looking for an upgrade in their overall well-being Reach out to Kristen to discover all of the amazing ways she can put you back in touch with your heart. Kristen, thank you so much once again for hanging out with us today. And until next time, journey well, be well, much love. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build-out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.